Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Fuse Ignites. I am your host, Anthony Sturpey, and today I have a special guest for you. It is not someone from New Rochelle Public Schools. And the reason why is we've, we made a decision that once a month we would like to hear from people in other districts across the country who are engaged in innovation, change and even inspiration in those districts because although it's important for us to hear the stories of what's happening here in New Rochelle we also want to know what's happening out there in the rest of the country so that we can bring that innovation and hopefully that inspiration to our own district. Today we have our first guest from afar and, and that is a guy named Kelly Croy. He's a friend of mine, an educator from Ohio, and he's really an amazing and inspirational person. So I'm going to get Kelly on the phone so that you can all get to know Kelly and so you can hear what's happening in his district. Hello Kelly and thank you for being on our podcast Fuse Ignites. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Kelly, I explained to people in the intro that every uh, few weeks we want to bring someone in from another district that inspires the people that they work with and the students who are there um, and, and who is engaged in innovation and I am so happy that you are our very first victim in this series and uh, because you really are someone who is completely inspirational to me whenever I see you your energy is so great and so pure and and people love to hear what you're doing and what you have to say so I would love for you to talk introduce yourself and say who you are where you teach and what you do uh, well it's my pleasure uh, thank you for inviting me on this podcast I love to share the great things that we're doing at Port Clinton City Schools and um, I have been in education for 29 years I've loved every single day. Uh, it's been a, a fantastic journey, so I'm excited to share with you. I taught seventh grade English for 26 years at Oak Harbor Middle School in Oak Harbor, Ohio. It's a small town, uh, almost touching Lake Erie. And three years ago, I took a new job in a neighboring district as the Director of Innovation and Instruction for Port Clinton City Schools. And uh, I get to work with students and staff and administrators to help make the district great in all things that we do in education. And so my job now varies from day to day. It's always interesting to see uh, what project I'll be working on. I guide our instruction. Uh, I just recently talked to a very good friend about the importance of project-based learning, and that's something that I'm working on with teachers here in our district to, to catch on and things like that. I get to work a lot with technology and focus on how our students learn with technology and how our teachers teach with technology. So every day is a new uh, avenue uh, of uh, a journey to, to get better, and I really enjoy it. So uh, there's some specific areas that we've been focusing on the last few years, and we have some exciting things coming up this year. So I hope that answers your first question. Yes, of course. What are areas of innovation in your district that you're most proud of right now and why? What's going on there that we should know about and maybe bring to our schools? So I think when people hear the word innovation, one of the first things that pops into their head is technology. And it doesn't always have to be that. Innovation is doing things differently. And more importantly, doing things a better way. That's what innovation really is. And sometimes that does involve technology. Uh, but sometimes technology uh, can become an obstacle to innovation. And so we have to be very careful when we talk about 
what is innovative learning and what is innovative teaching. One of the most innovative things that's going on in our district does not really uh, require much technology at all. We have decided to really focus on the culture of our school district to the point where we want to train our staff and students, for lack of a better word, I'm not in love with that word train, but teach our staff and students to how to better handle the events that come up in their life. You know, if I were to talk to a teacher or an administrator right now and I ask them, what is the chance that someone in, in your district is going to be upset and make a phone call because they're upset? I think everybody would say 100%. If I were to talk to a student right now and I'd say, what is the chance that you're going to have a night full of a lot of homework? I think most students would probably say 100%. And so some of our events in our life are predictable. And so our district is really trying to equip students and staff with what we call R factor, how to respond to the events that come up in our, in our life. I think quite often we just default with a reaction. And our reaction, our default uh, response is often not very good. It's not skillful. It's not intentional, it's kind of impulsive, and it's kind of low. But when we can press pause and, and kind of think about it and get our mind right and, and think about how we should address things, uh, we have a much better response. And so that culture work ties into how we use technology because now we're being more intentional in thinking ahead of time about how we want to use technology. It uh, guides the homework that we assign. Or am I just assigning this because the teacher that teaches next door to me assigns nightly homework? Or do I really uh, know the outcome that I want with it? And, and I, am I thinking about how this is going to be a knock on the door at 7 p.m. for the family? Is this really worthwhile? And so the culture work seems like one other thing that you're adding to your district, but in fact it's the thread that holds all the things together. And it's, a lot of it's really simple. It's about taking the time to care and connect with students and staff in the ways that good humans do. I'm very excited about that work. I could talk about that for a very long time. I like that a lot because it also focuses on communication and really working on uh, how we communicate with one another. So it, there's a nice focus there on getting, it sounds like, teachers to talk to one another, teachers and administrators, teachers and administrators and students to talk to one another. And then that even ripples out into the community. So I really like that a lot. That's, that's a great idea. Now, I cut you off in terms of um, technology. Yeah. So technology, uh, we're looking at that a lot differently. And so we had some teachers kind of report back that they saw technology as kind of a disruption in their classroom. They weren't sure exactly uh, what – they weren't sure what they thought other people were expecting them to do with it. And I think sometimes when we put technology in the hands of teachers, uh, there's these grand expectations. And I think they want a little more guidance. And we are really doing uh, – much better things with technology now, um, and one of them is we're excited. We're forming, uh, maybe we're a little behind the times or not, but we're forming some of our first technology student teams where uh, in each building in our district, we're going to have students who help with technology implementation and repairs and assistance, kind of like Apple geniuses at the uh, Apple stores. And uh, our good friend April, who's an Apple Distinguished Educator, I interviewed her a long time ago, and she, she spoke about it. It's just not something that we ever got started, and this year we're going to do that. And we have something else that we call Tech Tubs uh, that we're working on. And these are like technological experiences 
that can be brought into just about any classroom. They don't have to live in your classroom the whole year. It could be like a virtual uh, reality environment that uh, a teacher could call up and ask our tech team to drop in almost like paratroopers. And they come in and they set it all up and the teacher just kind of describes the experience or what they want to, to, to have happen. And our uh, students and our staff will work with them to create that. And so uh, we kind of like that idea. We have quite a few different uh, models prepared and menus available for the teachers to choose from. And, and I think it's going to be an exciting year. So those are a few of the things that we're working on that just are new and fresh and we feel pretty innovative. What is a goal then right now? And you've, you've answered this a little bit, but maybe you could reinforce it. What's a goal in your school that you're currently working on, your number one goal? Well, truly, I ask this question a lot of my superintendents, and, and I'm not just trying to work around your question. Our number one goal, day in, day out, is to improve the culture of Port Clinton City Schools because we know when we improve the culture, we're improving curriculum. We're improving uh, communication with parents. We're uh, improving communi community relationships. We're improving grades. We're improving discipline. We're improving every area of the school when we focus on culture. But with that, we're trying to get more aligned in some areas and uh, where we feel any teacher should use any tool that they want, there are some areas that we need to get more aligned in uh, to help better communicate with parents and things. And so we'll have a family who may have a child in each of our buildings, and yet each of our buildings is using different communication tools and things like that. And so uh, we're trying to get more aligned in those areas. You can be whoever you want and work at Court Clinton City Schools, and we hire you for your individual creativity and all the things that make you you. But we're also trying to establish certain criteria of good instructional practice uh, that we want you to align with us on. And so those are some of, some of the areas right there. We're trying to get more focused on uh, how we use what we have, our resources, rather than the resources. I know a lot of times in the classroom I wanted things. I wanted technology. I wanted certain books and things like that, when what I should have been focusing on more was what is it I want to do with it? And you and I are both Apple Distinguished Educators, and we really value the importance of creating over consuming. And that's kind of where we're at. How can we use technology and the resources we have to help publish, celebrate, promote uh, our students? And uh, I know you're doing amazing things in that area, and that's what we're trying to do at Port Clinton City Schools. I, I hope people are really listening to that, and, and I want to just highlight that idea of creating that culture, that positive culture. Um, uh, it is, it is, it is so important that the the and we're a big district, so we're we're eleven thousand students, which they call a medium district. Yeah, I always, I always find that odd because they're like, you're a medium district, you're not a big district, and you're a lower medium district. And I'm like, we're eleven thousand students, like. How can we be a medium district? And, and, and yes, we have to create that culture that unites us all together. Um, the one interesting thing about our school, Kelly, is that all of our schools build into one high school. So even though we are so big and there are so many different areas of our community, if you look up New Rochelle, we're extremely diverse. There, we all feed into the same 
exact high school. And so I, I, I hope people hear that idea of creating that common culture. Yes, we need to be doing that in a culture of positivity for people so that when we all get together, we are speaking that same language. So I really like that. I think that's a, a great idea. And I, and I hope it's something that people take away from um, this podcast. So a lot of people, a lot of schools, they say, well, you know, we need to have, we need to work on our culture. And they come up with mission statements. And mission statements are these things that you you hang on the wall, right? Um, what what I feel districts need to do is they they really need to come up with what it is they believe uh, that they they want to focus on, what behaviors that uh, their teachers and staff will need to do if they really believe those things, and what outcomes they want. And we call that a BBO: beliefs, behaviors, and outcomes. And this work comes from a great group out of Columbus, Ohio, called Focus Three. And Focus 3 travels and works with schools and organizations of any size on, on their culture, just that. Because, you know, you and I, we make a list of to-dos, and it's 20 deep. We're lucky to get three done. And so districts sure. really need to fig- figure out what are the three beliefs you want to focus on, what are the three behaviors for each belief that you would act on if you really believe that. And if you did those behaviors, what would the outcome be? And it's a little uh, process that our district went through, and we're so glad we did. Now, we don't have all the answers. We don't have everything figured out. Matter of fact, we're just on a journey. But I'll tell you, these past three years, it has been a really great journey. Uh, one of the things we decided that we really thought was important, we wanted better results, but we married it with fun. And who doesn't want to work in a school district, and who doesn't want to attend a school district where the word fun, F-U-N, is one of their one of their outcomes that they want. I think everybody does, right? You know, so of course, uh, it, it's been really exciting. It's been really exciting. You can't argue saying, "Hey, we we believe fun is important, and uh, that's great." So, I, thanks for letting me get that in. I, I think oh, it's really no. important I- work. I think that's uh, amazing, and I think you sort of answered what was my next question for you, but maybe you can build upon what you said, which is what advice would you give to teachers and administrators who want to excite the learning experience for students? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I loved English. I was an English guy in college, um, really had this dream in my head to be like a professor at some uh, small college somewhere. And uh, then I became a middle school teacher and just fell in love with middle school kids because I found out I had the brain of a middle school kid. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I never lost my love for literature and writing and speaking, uh, but I also just found this this great connection with kids. And I think, you know, I, I don't know who I'm, I don't know who's listening to this right now, but like just because you love kids doesn't mean you still don't love your content area. Both are really important. But at the end of the day, if I have to choose one or the other, I want to, I want to create great experiences for my kids. You know, I want to focus on the relationship uh, with my students because if I win their heart, I'll win their mind. And so if you want to have a great culture in your school district, it's not just the kids. You have to create a great experience for your students and for your colleagues. I think too many teachers become content-focused door shutters. They shut the doors to their classroom. They see themselves as great in their area, and that's good enough for them. And they don't really understand the importance or need to work with other people in their district. 
And I've even seen some teachers, not in my district, but some other districts, that feel like, you know, I, I don't really care if the kids like me or not. Man, I always wanted my students to like me because, like I said before, I know if I won their heart, I could win their mind. And kids respond differently to teachers they like. And so maybe like's not the right word, but we want to create a great experience. We want to take the time to connect and communicate with those we work with and those that we teach. And, you know, a few minutes of getting to know a student's story goes an incredibly long way. Once a student knows that you know their story and what they value, then they work differently in the classroom. And so that that would be the first steps. Um, but And spread it, you know, talk to other colleagues and, and make the importance of culture known to everybody. You know, ignite that spark. Yeah. Instead of like, maybe respect. I think once a student respects who you are as a teacher and the times that, you know, the, that investment in each other, uh, I think it does. It goes a long way. Respect is earned, but love love can be freely given. And uh, it's it, that is really how we, we get respect, is we spend time with other people. And uh, you can't demand respect from other people. People choose to give you respect or not give you respect respect based upon the relationship that they have with you. And so uh, I think just by taking the time, I mean, you know, listening. Listening is an art. <laughs> yes. My wife will tell you. My wife will tell you that <laughs> listening is an art. Um, these are things we have to work on, and they're human behaviors. And uh, that's, I guess that's why I love the partnership that we have with the Focus 3 people uh, because – they reminded us of some things that we we should all know. I think everybody can write a diet book, right? We all know the things we should do uh, to go on a diet, but we just don't do those things. And when it comes to culture, some of it's very basic stuff, but it's very basic stuff that we don't take the time to do. This this that, That's one of the reasons why I – started this podcast for people and I hope that community members are listening because you're right sometimes we need to be reminded um, I, 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 I would love to see our district um, increase the teachers the number of teachers who come each day and are like you're saying having fun um, with what they're doing uh, because that's then going to trickle down into our community. And, and I think that is so, so important. So uh, I find that extremely inspirational, what you're saying. Um, and and I that's my goal. My goal is to um, bring that spirit to New Rochelle because as you and I have talked about and it's we've talked about it at some of the events that we've attended together, our, our uh school has gone through a lot and now it's time to to move on and rebuild and uh, and rebuild the type of community where we're going to be proud to be there um and that's only going to happen yeah unless we're embracing each other communicating with each other and having fun with one another one thing i like to remind people is you need to ask yourself this question pretty regularly do you want to be right or do you want to make a difference? They're, they're different. They're, you know, it's not the same experience, right? And it's like you can prove that you're right, but I don't think that always gets us the outcome that we want. And sometimes I can just reflect and know that I'm right. I'll be like, I know that I'm right. 
But by by stating it and proving it and drawing a line in the sand and defending it, I have created a really bad experience for a lot of people because I'm trying to prove that I'm right where what I really want in this world is to make a difference in the lives of other people. And so sometimes it's hard to do. We have to put our uh, willingness to want to be right and know that, and let everybody know that we are right aside to make room for making a difference. Kids don't care if we're right. A lot of times parents don't even care if we're right. Sometimes community members don't even care if we're right. But everybody wants to see us make a difference. And so it's a hard thing to do. But it's a really important thing to do as an educator. I think you just tapped into, and for anyone listening, I swear Kelly and I were not talking about this beforehand. You just tapped into something that we're really dealing with in our community right now. So, yes, the, uh, I, that I hear that. I hear that. I think that's the biggest thing that we are struggling with that's holding Everybody us back. Is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenging thing. Ultimately, our students are why we are here and why we are trying to make that difference. And I believe, especially in my district, I think I think all teachers do personally. I think all of us want to walk in and connect with our students and make a difference in the lives of our students. I really do. Sometimes there are circumstances that might prevent us from fully expressing that or bringing our best to the table. But I do not believe that there are tons of teachers out there who really come in every day and want to fail kids. Do you know, I think we want to be there and make a difference in their lives. A couple questions and then we're done here. Um, what is one resource you think that would revolutionize a teacher's day? You know, I uh, have really been admiring how a lot of teachers have been using the app Clips. I think it has a lot of great potential. It's, it's a fun little free app from Apple that can be used to celebrate and promote the great things going on in, in your classroom, in the hallways, in your district. Um, it's fun. It's a, it's a really fun app to use. And I'm really proud of you starting this podcast. I have started podcasts in my district as well. I think there's really something to be said about podcasts. They're real, one, it's really just booming. Uh, it's really There's so much growth in podcasts. But it's the only social media that you can consume safely while driving, while mowing, while walking, while exercising, uh, I just think podcasts, the, the spoken word is so intimate to have these conversations. Kids can make them. Teachers can, can make them. So those are two areas that I think would be a lot of fun. So if you're a teacher listening, uh, think about uh, a podcast that you could start in your classroom or with your sports team or think about what, what group or person or community within your school district needs a voice. And then uh, also... If you're using an iPhone or iPad, download the Clips app. And so fun to use, so easy to use. Who can you celebrate and promote through a little Clips video and put it out on social media? Those would be two things. Awesome. So I leave you with the last question that I ask everyone, which is what is your three-word hope for teachers across this country? Three-word hope. Does those mm-hmm. three words have to, to go together or are they separate? I'm they, sorry, they, they do not, not have to go, to go together. together. They do, they do not, not have to go together. To go together. I would say kindness, culture, and creation would be my three words. If only all schools look that way, I hope they all do by the end of the year. (laughs) I would love to see those three things in all schools by the end of the year. So, 
Um, Kelly, I want to thank you for being the first person from outside our district to join us here in New Rochelle on our Fusic Nights podcast. You truly are an inspirational guy. And I think that people who heard what you had to say today, I think it's going to resonate and I think it's going to make a difference. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, and I want to thank everybody else for listening and tuning in to Fusic Nights. And we're going to see you here next time. So thanks, everyone. Bye.